TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Here we go on a uh, Tuesday. I believe it's a Tuesday. Adam Carter in for Chad today. And I, even though I've got the kind of post-Christmas depression that I always get every year, I am hopeful for 2023. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I will say this, that I'm probably the most hopeful for 2023 of all the coming years I have been in quite a while. And you might ask yourself, well, why, Adam? Why are you so darn hopeful? We know you're a positive guy. We've listened to you on the radio for many, many years. We know you're a bright bright ray of sunshine. But why, as I say that tongue-in-cheek, why are you so hopeful for 2023? And here's why. I feel like uh, a couple of different aspects of life are returning, and I I don't want to use the word normal because I don't think, I don't know what normal is anymore. I don't think that uh, we can go back to, I guess, pre-pandemic type uh, life. Much in the same way we couldn't go back to uh, life like it was on September 10th, 2001. I just think that that was such a massive, massive uh, incident, uh, for lack of a better term there, that happened, that it just changed the way we live our lives, and it certainly did. Uh, Much the same way I think the pandemic has changed our lives in many different ways. But I'm hopeful because I think, at least, that life is moving on. Uh, We're learning to live with the pandemic, even though, obviously, there's... Uh, Still people that find themselves frustrated with certain things we have to do. And uh, I shouldn't say learning to live with a pandemic, learning to live with COVID because COVID's not going anywhere. And I just think it's part of life much in the same way that the flu uh, is part of life and other ailments that were once much more serious than they are now. And uh, two, another reason I'm hopeful, at least politically, I feel like the... uh, the specter, so to speak, of Donald Trump, and yes, I've said his name, is uh, that grip is loosening on everybody involved with American politics uh, for the better. I don't know what will happen to Donald Trump in 2023. I don't know if he's going to be indicted. I don't know if he's uh, um, going to face charges for, for anything related to January 6th or related to documents that he had. Uh, I just feel like the grip that he has possessed not only on the Republican Party, but also you have to admit on the Democratic Party, too, because they certainly, too, have reacted to him and based policy decisions on him um, in reaction to him. And I think uh, as he fades away, at least from politics, I think we get back to a more normal normal governing governing of this nation. No, that doesn't mean all problems will be solved and Republicans and Democrats alike will be arm in arm walking into the chambers of both houses of Congress and magically getting things done uh, for, Ameri- for the American people at ways we never thought 
uh, could be imagined. But I feel like I have, I'm hopeful that at least we can get that specter removed and get down to the business at least trying to govern for the people and not being obsessed over uh, what Donald Trump has done, uh, not obsessed that uh, Donald Trump's way is really the new modern Republican way of doing things. I just feel like that I'm hopeful for that. Uh, so 651-461-9226, opening up the phone lines and the text lines. That's the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Are you hopeful for 2023? If so, why or why not? And explain yourself. I got an idea to start the show with this in the fact that I'm hopeful for for 2023, even though maybe people should feel like I shouldn't be. Uh, the Washington Post today came out with a list of 23 reasons we should be hopeful for 2023. And if you think it was all lefty stuff, no, 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 no. Hugh Hewitt is uh, listed saying that he's hopeful for 2023 because of uh, school choice being accepted, at least in Arizona and Republican states, and how he feels that could be a game changer for public education across the country. We sure could use a game changer, I think, when it comes to public education, and I'm not saying that school choice is the right one, but at least for Hugh Hewitt, he's, uh, he's supportive of that, saying that you know school choice will give parents better decisions for the outcome of their kids, and um, that gives him hope. So we, I will not judge uh, what you're hopeful about. I will not judge what you're not hopeful about. Why you think maybe 2023 will be just another year of uh, disappointment and heartbreak because, oof, boy, the last few years have been that. Uh, Josh Wheeler's in today for uh, Dave Harrigan. Josh, uh, good to see you again. Good to see you. Uh, I know I've kind of sprung this question on you, but no if worries. you look at, uh, you know, we're days away now from the clock turning over to 2023. We often get uh, retrospective when we... Uh, get the final year of the year, the final week of the year, I should say, between Christmas and New Year's is always kind of a time to look back and also look forward. So if I uh, say, and this could be personal too, this could be your personal life, this could be your uh, how you look at the world, anything. 2023 gives you hope uh, or or not. What say you? Uh, 2023 definitely gives me hope. Uh, we talked the other day about kind of my, obviously my leukemia journey, uh, journey, and that has kind of gotten in the way of me having a family or starting a family with my wife. So that's kind of one of my more personal goals this year. And yeah. then, um, as like a lot of people, I definitely want to lose weight and get, uh, take better care of myself, both mm-hmm. mentally and physically in 2023. And this doesn't add the, those are kind of re- resolution type things. And I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily asking for, you know, okay. resolutions. Oh no, no. I just said that's, that's absolutely though. That gives you hope. I'm, I'm hopeful so, overall for kind of what you talked about, the education system, just kind of finding its way. Cause I feel like we're kind of in a rut as a whole with mm-hmm. education. Um, I feel like they've definitely kind of veered off the straight, the straight and narrow uh, mm-hmm. in the past couple of years, and COVID has had a lot to do with oh, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think just overall, Minnesota just kind of kind of gets itself kind of together, and everybody kind of gets along. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, well, that's and that it kind of adds me to uh, my and this was mentioned on the list that I looked at. I think you know we look at Twitter and we talk about Twitter all the time, and yes, there are a lot of people on Twitter, but there's also a lot of people who are not on Twitter. And we look at social media as kind of a prism on how we deal with each other and how we talk to each other. And I think that is changing, too. And that gives me hope. I feel like that there will be a great awakening 
and I base this on nothing else but just my gut feeling and just how I see the world, that there will be a great awakening where people will actually talk to each other, like sit down and actually communicate with each other instead of, I can't believe this, I'm fighting with somebody on Facebook I've never met, or maybe I know and I can't believe it's come to this. It's come to this, and I think people are tired of it. I really do. I think people are just kind of over it and are ready to get back to talk to people face-to-face. Maybe there'll be a different kind of social media aspect that provides a greater opportunity to do that. But I just think that uh, we're ready for that. 651-461-9226. Are you hopeful for 2023? If so, why? If not, why not? You're a calls. The phone lines are wide open here on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Give me a call. Why are you hopeful for 2023 or why are you not? 651-461-9226. You can also text. Adam in for Chad. It's 1216 on a Tuesday. I think children obviously give us hope, meaning our children or anybody's kids. That's on the I'm sorry, it was 15. 15 reasons why the writing staff and uh, contributors at the Washington Post feel hopeful, and one of them was for, for young people. I'm hopeful, at least in my personal life, and I guess therefore hopeful in the future because my kids. I was reminded again, had the kids all weekend for, for the holiday for Christmas, and loved it, loved every second of it, and I am hopeful because they give me tremendous joy and are tremendously well-adjusted kids, so they give me hope. Uh, they, for every stinking day that I'm with them and every stinking year they're on the planet, that gives me hope. Maybe it's your, uh, maybe it's your, um, your children, too, that give you hope. Uh, lots of people st- talking about Trump. I didn't want to make it about Donald Trump. I really didn't. I just think that politics, if, when you think of politics nowadays at a national level, it's hard not to think about him and how he has, yes, the left has been obsessed with him. Yes, the right has been obsessed with him. Uh, but that gives me hope that, you know, say what you want about his four years as president. We don't have to be focused on him so much, whether that means he just goes away, finds something else to do, uh, or possibly is indicted. I just I hope that we can get back to um, the way politics um, was before. Uh, six five one four six one nine two two six. Your calls and texts. I was pessimistic about twenty twenty two, but was proven wrong by what turned out to be a respectable year. That's a good word for it. Respectable. The lesson being that a gloomy outlooks gloomy outlook means there's nowhere to go but up. Scandinavians have lived by this credo for millennia. That's from Tom D. Um, if you didn't want to make it about Donald Trump, then why did you? You Democrats are obsessed with that man. A uh, not a Democrat. B, uh, I didn't make it about Donald Trump. I just pointed out that because I grew up in a conservative house, I still have many conservative friends, I still view a lot of the world through a conservative prism, but that has been warped, at least in my opinion, over the last several years. And when I say get back to a more normal governing situation, a more normal Republican Party, that's what I point to. Maybe... uh, I just hate how that makes me somehow uber left or left. I just don't think that way. I don't think because like conservatism wasn't that way for many, many years. You can still have conservative values and feel differently about social issues and 
we did it many many years for that way, and I just I, I'd, I'd like to get back. back it's there. a it's an all your eggs in one basket kind of mentality, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh, it would be very comforting to me to save $150 a month. It's not mo- much, however, goals are positive. Plus, my uh, weight needs help. But that we're getting into the uh, we're getting into the uh, the resolution talk. Uh, hold those ideas because later in the show we are going to talk resolutions. Because basically, I'm dubious about resolutions. I, I, I I'm all for people trying wanting to make you know nice changes to their lives. I just think we set ourselves up for failure when we talk about New Year's resolutions. But Later in the show, in fact, specifically at 2 o'clock, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be asking you about your uh, New Year's resolutions, but I want wrong answers only. We, ver- we had a lot of fun on Thanksgiving with this topic. I asked people, what are they thankful for? Wrong answers only, so uh, we're going to do the same thing at 2 o'clock. So save your ideas. Uh, peace for the Ukrainian people, prison for Putin. Someone is saying that that gives them hope for 2023. Long ways to go there. Yeah, I think peace uh, for Ukraine, peace for the world would be great. Um, Sadly, I think that's something we hope for every year, but it doesn't seem to go that way. I am clairvoyant now, so I see peace around the world. Yeah, right. Somebody being a little sarcastic. Um, I expect this will be another year for the media to fight to keep their ratings by stirring the pot to get people riled up. I hope that's not the case. I hope that uh, we can have interesting, uh, possibly controversial at times, a well-thought-out reason conversations. That is different than stirring the proverbial pot. Have uh, I been accused of pot stirring in the past? Probably. Have I actually stirred the pot on things? Probably. I don't. That isn't a goal of mine, though, to come in every day and say, you know, I'm going to stir the pot with something. I'm going to get people fired up about something. I like to have a decent conversation. By God, if somebody, we get our uh, proverbial undies in a bunch over something, we can hash that out. I don't want to come on the air and yell or scream. I think that, uh, and that, that gives me hope that, again, this is going to be a year where I hope we can do that, have great, interesting conversations on the radio and disagree, of course. I don't want just people agreeing with me. I don't want to come here every day and be a, say, just have sounding board, a silo saying, yes, I just want people who agree with me to listen to the, listen to the show. I'm surprised nobody's mentioned the Vikings making it to a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Like a sign of hope. Uh-huh. I've been waiting on it. Where are the Viking lovers here? Come on. Your team is, what are they, 13-3? and three? Yeah, Is that are, the record? They're, they're very good. Are they very good though? We they're, don't know that. They're, yet. We they're don't, good Josh. We don't know. They're that. good and lucky. And I'd rather be good and lucky than great and unlucky. Um, somebody did mention the Vikings. Were okay. I'm hopeful the Vikings will finally find a way to win it all because they've already found every way possible to lose it. It's true. This is true. It is ex- again. I, I go back to what I said, man. You, uh, if you go game to game and just enjoy the season. And you just watch the ways they win. Yes, it's stressful. Yes, it takes years off your life. But boy, when they pull it out at the end, I mean, that is like, it's pretty good. Not to go down this rabbit hole further, but honestly, every game that you have this season, the more that the drama plays into it, the more intriguing everybody seems to be getting with the Vikings, uh-huh. or intrigued, I should say. And uh, 
it makes you almost wonder, like, come playoff time, will that luck still, like, will that magic still come into effect? And I think that makes for a very suspenseful end of this season. <laughs> yes, obviously. And uh, also, it would. Uh, our history tells us we're so scorned as a fan base that they would say no. I think yeah. uh, Brian Murphy put it, the, uh, the iron boot uh, set to drop sometime in late January, as it always has. And, but, but you never know, do you? How about that? 2023 Vikings surprise It's going to be us. the year of hope. Surprise us. It's the year of hope. It's the year of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not willing to go that far. And in my hopefulness for 2023, I will say, I will say the Vikings probably not high up on the list. I'd love to see it, but that's not what gives me hope. It's other yeah. more concrete things. Uh, I'm hopeful my new prescription of little blue pills shows up on January 2nd. Hey, now. Oof. Let's give you hope there. I want to see Hunter Biden and Biden himself in jail. That's another texture. Come on, folks. Why do we have to make this so partisan? You can disagree with the president. You can disagree with Hunter Biden. You can be suspicious of that laptop. There may well be things that uh, bring him down or we find connections down the road. But that's what that's what we're hopeful about. Aren't you hopeful like people like you can... You don't have to get into fights with everybody all the time over whether you are a Republican or whether your friend's a Democrat. Doesn't it matter? Can't we just get to a place where we can talk and, yeah, we just see things differently. Try to find the commonality and uh, just leave it at that. So we don't need to be so tense. We don't need to be so controversial with each other. Uh, 651-461-9226. Keep them coming in. What are you hopeful for? In 2023, or if you're not, we'll accept that. If you're pessimistic, if your half glass is half empty about 2023, we'll we'll accept that as well. Every time I hear this song, I think of the next guest, Don Shelby, who I uh, used to do afternoon drive here on News Talk 830 WCCO. I also understand Don as we bring him into the conversation here on the um, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Don, I'm also I understand you worked in TV for a time. Is that correct? I did for a short time. Okay. Yeah, for fifty-five years. Anything stand out? I don't. I don't recall that growing up in this market. I was. I, I was a Paul Major. Right. I was a Paul Majors guy. Uh, yeah, so was I. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I. Uh, I have started the show asking people if they were hopeful for 2023. Uh, or not, and why? I'll, I'll ask you the same question. As you look uh, to 2023, and considering the last few years we've been through, are you hopeful for 2023? Uh, to quote a legendary blues man, I've been down so long that everything looks up to me. So <laughs> <laughs> We can only go one way, as you're saying, what you're suggesting. So, uh, yeah, I, it's actually a choice. Um, optimism is a choice yeah. and uh, attitude is uh, my, for me is gratitude. So uh, yeah, I'm hopeful and uh, it can't be worse uh, than the past two or three years. So yeah, I, I, I just love the idea of what comes next. Yeah. I like uh, when you're taking a canoe down the river, my favorite part is uh, not being able to see around the bend and uh, that, waiting that moment when you turn the corner and you can see around uh, what you had not be able had not been able to see before my favorite part of canoeing is 
pulling to shore and then finding a car where I can drive away. <laughs> Find a different and, mode of transportation. Then, right. And then asking some younger person right. to pick up the canoe and put it on right. the car. <laughs> Where's the power boats? Where's the power boat section? Uh, up, update us on your health, sir. Uh, we, uh, you've battled strokes in the past. Uh, tell us how you uh, are doing in that, uh, in that regard. Glad to help you on that score. Yes, I've had a total of eight strokes, two at a time, four-stroke uh, incidents, uh, about four years apart, starting in 2008. And uh, let's see. So then I had one in 2021. That was my fourth incident. It hit my temporal lobe, which uh, made it impossible for me to speak for about two months. And uh, then I had to spend the next uh, six months working to try to learn how to speak again. And uh, then I had open heart surgery because the patch that had been put in my heart in uh, subcutaneously in uh, 2008, it uh, failed. And so I had to have open heart surgery, and they had to cut the patch out and uh, just sew it up. And so then uh, the next step was I had been on blood thinners since the first stroke, and they uh, finally said, no, you don't have to be on that anymore. You're hmm. done. We fixed that. So uh, I'm uh, healthy as an uh, ox, and uh, they told me I had the heart of a 40-year-old. Wow. So. I'm, uh, I'm in good shape, and I'm uh, learning how to speak again. In fact, I did a, a stint at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters with Nancy Nelson yeah. on, uh, with the, the show called Love Letters, and that sold out eight shows, and so they put it back up in February, so we're running that again. Excellent. So if anybody's interested in seeing that show and watching a couple of old hams uh, do their act, then <laughs> that'd be a good evening for you. You work blue on that show? uh I'm, I, no, actually, oh, okay. the truth is, no, no, the truth is, and I'm disappointed in this, <laughs> that there are two people, there's a man and a woman, um, and they're reading their love letters right. uh, to each other. And I don't have one curse word. She has 27. Oh, Including the F bomb. Are you kidding me? Many times. Oh, and I am, and you don't have so any. I wanted to switch roles. No, I have none. <laughs> Can't you throw one I in have... just for for the heck of it? <laughs> I know you, sir. I've talked to you plenty of times yeah, off the radio, and I know I know your your love for the colorful language. You know the uh, incredible thing to me is that after a fifty five year career on radio and television, not once. Wow. Not once did I ever curse. It's amazing. And uh, in in normal banter, as you well know, mm. every third or fourth word. <laughs> it's expressive. <laughs> it's used as punctuation. <laughs> I can say the same thing. Now, I haven't had certainly uh, the career that you've had, but I have not, I've not sworn on the air, although... Our mutual friend Jeff McKinney one time was doing a newscast, and right as he turned the mic on, I was off mic, and I said it. And it's oh. the only time he started laughing. It's the only time I ever saw him get caught up and like break up. And that almost made air, but 
Have you talked okay, to Jeff? You. Have you talked to Jeff lately? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We we communicate all the time. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. doesn't still, still W O R yeah. in uh, New York. He doesn't return my calls. Hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that did happen. I'll do it really quickly. Yep. I was a young anchor in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, I remember the story because in Florida, there was a proposition that they would take nuclear spent fuel rods Mm -hmm. and uh, take them off the continental shelf and drop them to the bottom of the sea. This was a way to store spent nuclear fuel rods instead of the big caskets that they have to use out now. So anyway, (laughs) so I did the story. So, uh, and I remember the governor, Governor Claude Kirk Mm. uh, of Florida said, and I'm quoting, uh, if one of these casks were to break open, no one on the uh, eastern seaboard of Florida would ever be able to enjoy natural orgasms again. <laughs> and wait a minute. So that's bad enough, right? Because the word was organisms. Oh, yes. But, yeah. So I said orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> then I said, excuse me, <clears throat> that's orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> out without saying orgasm. I think the the public's reaction would be far greater if their orgasms were affected <laughs> than the organisms. I just got a feeling that that probably would have had people on the phone. That's right. The petition has yes. started already. Uh, the, so the name of this bit is uh, usually it's me, Ask Adam Anything. I think you've done this before, but we asked Don anything. A lot of texts coming in, and I've taken up too much of your time. I want to get to some of these texts because some of them are okay. pretty good. Now, you obviously are a man who has worked uh, – with uh, green energy, uh, concern of the environment is uh, one of your kind of um, your missions, right? I mean, that's yes, yes. And so yes, somebody absolutely. asked me, yes. Yeah. So um, somebody asked Don, if you were the global leader for the environment, what three changes would you implement today to minimize impacts of climate change? The first thing would be uh, to rewrite all of the housing and commercial building. Uh, codes so that uh, every house built and every uh, house that is currently uh, being used, uh, old housing stock, be brought up to a future code so mm-hmm. that they are totally energy efficient because yep. the older housing stock is uh, is just burning through uh, all of the fossil fuels that we currently have. I would put a lot of money behind the second thing. I would put uh, a great deal of money behind the advancement of the new fission development. Yeah, that a fission as not a, a it is a nuclear process, but it is does not have uh, spent waste and can be the future. But that's just one thing, uh, and so all of that money would go through all of the technologies. And I just I want to say I spoke to a Green River Energy two weeks ago uh-huh. and said the same thing. But what I said was, uh, you can't imagine the future no more than uh, Samuel Morse could imagine the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, so it, we just have to let time uh, 
move, but we also have to put money behind it so we can accelerate these changes. And the third is uh, that uh, finally the truth and not opinion uh, take, takes hold yes. in the public, and that is uh, that the science is correct and it is happening. And we used to say, Paul Douglas and I used to say, you know, don't look out your window to see climate change mm-hmm. because uh, climate is, as opposed to weather, weather is like watching CNN and climate is like, like watching the History Channel. Yeah. So, but now I'm telling people, just look out your damn window. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need a lot of science background. You do not need to know a lot of physics. All you need to know, you know, then they say, well, what about all this damn snow? Yeah. And I say, well, you know, fortunately, science predicted exactly heavy snowfall because of the increased water vapor in the air that and the melting of the polar Arctic is pushing all of the, it's warming faster, 11 degrees faster yeah. than every place else in the world. And it's pushing all that cold down here. And they couple that with all the moisture and you just get a lot of snow. So anyway. Can, can, um, you, can you hang on through the break here? we got a couple more questions well, for you. Of course. Excellent. Of course, Thank yeah. you. Don yeah. Shelby, the legendary, the one and only Don Shelby on uh, Ask Don Anything. 1249, we'll take a break. Your calls and texts for Don, 651-461-9226. Adam in for Chad on a Tuesday. It's Ask Don Anything, Don Shelby on the uh, John Schuster Colwell Banker hotline. Uh, somebody asking, Don, if you still have your pottery kiln in Glencoe and if you still use it. I went out there last uh, month, and uh, they built a building right next to the kiln, uh-huh. and uh, someone has uh, made away with my kiln. No. We have the Anagama kiln, which is the long uh, sort of Chinese-Japanese um, kiln that is made out of uh, fire brick. That is still there, but uh, where I had all my stuff stored uh unlocked apparently and someone now has a very nice kiln small kiln this kiln but the big kiln is there okay. yes well, we got to get your smaller kiln back though that's that's disgusting somebody would lift your kiln like that uh here's a question that i have for you if don shelby's in college right now and with all the the media landscape uh as such as it is now would you still get into journalism no why no, I would not. Um, because uh, the same reason I retired, uh, Adam, be quite frank with you, that uh, I reached a point where I saw a train coming down the tracks where uh, style was more important than substance, and the opinion, for some reason, has been elevated to the same uh, level uh, of respect as fact. And so uh, you see so much opinion on what used to be newscasts that uh, I just couldn't uh, uh, tolerate. And when when, tell you a little inside baseball, I I, in the first 30 years, I won uh, uh, 90 percent of the uh, arguments I had with management on uh, substance versus style, uh, fact versus uh, trying to get ratings. And uh, but in the last two years, I won zero out of 50 arguments. And so I knew my time had come. They were not paying attention to me anymore. So I probably wouldn't be a journalist. Um, I'd probably be a writer of some kind. 
maybe nonfiction, but yeah, I would not be prepared as I am today to write nonfiction because I lived in that world of nonfiction, reality, in fact. And I would like to be more free to be able to say things. I mm-hmm. I would probably, if you remember the uh, television movie Network, sure. uh, Howard Beale, yep. um, you know, uh, Finch was just a great uh, Peter Finch, right. performance. Yep. Peter Finch did this great performance, but he went mad. And he, uh, but instead of taking him off the air, the <laughs> advertisers and the promotions people said, no, keep him on the air <laughs> because we're getting such great ratings yeah. because he's just going crazy every night. Yeah. But I would, I know that if I had stayed longer, <laughs> I would have just snapped and <laughs> just started yelling at people. <laughs> Can we do that on a podcast, maybe? Don yells at people. I could probably do it on a podcast, yes. All right. I could do that. And I want to say this real quick before I know you have to go to the break, and I know we're still uh, on the clock. But you're a star, Adam. I'll stop. And I've always loved you as a star. And I know you're a great help to Chad, and Chad's show is a great show, and partially because you're on it. But they're they're absolutely mad at CCO if they do not give you your own time slot because the same thing happened with McKinney because when I signed up to do the thing, I said, I will do the show only if you'll give me Jeff McKinney uh, for a half an hour. Yeah. And they said, why? He's a newsman. <laughs> and I said, you have absolutely no, you do not know your staff. You do not know the talents these people have. And so, I appreciate it, Don. We got to go, man. I do have I a time slot. That. Nine to noon, baby. Check it out. Don, I love I, it. I'll I t- know you do, bud. T- talk I to you soon. You appreciate it. Okay, man. All right. Bye-bye. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.